Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, January 20th. Guys, I got an idea. Do you have your life insurance? Have you taken? Have you checked on your life insurance policy lately? Is it going to pay out? Because I might have a freaking heart attack soon. Yeah, yeah, you should. I mean, God. Well, let's let's start off the show doing something different. Oh, okay. let's let's do a moment of silence. Okay. I feel like that. Some people are going to appreciate this more than others. So yeah, let's do it. Okay, ready? Go. All right, now we do breathing exercises. <laughs> so let's do a deep breath. Dude, I don't. And uh, I can't do it. I'm I, I'm gonna. I mean, it's just. When it rains, it pours on Rocky Top. I mean, holy crap. You get out. I mean, you know. you. What's funny is, like, most fans are excited that it happened. But yet, that isn't enough to make you feel good about the team you cheer for. Yeah. It, ours is like the um, Noah's Ark. When it rains, it, like, rains for that yeah. long. 50 days and 50 nights. Is that right? The... Amazon Rainforest, is that what you're talking about? No, the Noah's Ark. Oh, Noah's Ark. Yeah. I didn't know what. I thought you said the Ozark. And I was like, <laughs> I thought you were about to I thought you were about to reference the show. And then I was very confused. So yeah, no, I, I cannot remember. Thank you for making me not look bad by not knowing my Bible stories. I appreciate it. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just study it, up. It's rained a lot. Yeah. You know, start building the freaking ark right now mm-hmm. because it's coming. I don't God. First off, we didn't learn anything on Monday when all that was. I guess the only thing you learned was because everyone had heard like there were probably some monetary <coughs> gifts given to student athletes, but it was. And I'm not saying like there weren't people saying that the stuff was going to be serious, but the reports coming out of like what it was made it like, oh, that seems like not a big deal. Whereas it is going to be a big deal. Potential level one, level two violations. We talked about it on, uh, did a little short show yes last. <coughs> Monday night, whatever night that was, mm-hmm. um, after the announcement came. Um, but yeah, it's it's not even coaching search season yet, guys. We got to get a freaking AD in here first. Yeah, it's it's day two of the AD search. Yeah. And then, yeah, we haven't even started the countdown for the coaching search because that has to be taken care of first. Correct. Which it should. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what they're doing. It's just incredibly frustrating, like what has like what's taking place. Yeah, and Monday, it wasn't a day that you want to celebrate at all. You know, no, no. <laughs> Some people would disagree with you. No program wants to be where Tennessee is at right now. Without an AD, without a head coach, coming off a 3-7 and seven season with 
20-something players in the transfer portal. And no. more to come. I'm not saying, like, all the guys that have been, you know, named potential, but people are going to transfer. Yeah. That's what happens when a coach leaves. Like, that's what's yeah. going to happen. Even guys that wanted to transfer here <laughs> with all this have since decided they don't want to be in this. So maybe Kevin still really didn't know he was going to be the interim. Maybe so. Maybe I don't not. Know. Yeah. It's This is nuts to me. Like, all of this is just... Nuts. But but I think change gives Tennessee fans hope. But it's still not a day you want to be like, yeah, this is a great day. Whereas like when we fired Butch Jones, like I felt good about it. Right. This like it's it, it's just not. And Jeremy Pruitt was hired to fix the mess Butch Jones put us in, and now it's looking like it could potentially be even worse. Yeah, I mean. It- if the roster gets any worse, because I don't think the roster is at a very, very close point to breaking. We talked about this the whole time when it was like, when should you fire Jeremy Pruitt? When should you be looking at that move? Because right now the roster, and that's about the only thing, is better than it was in 2017. That roster is at a very, very it's teetering. close. Yes. And, and if some of these guys leave that have been reported to, um, I can, yeah, that roster gets significantly worse. And um, you wait, it's on, this is on the administration. You waited too long to pull the trigger. Money should not have been an obstacle in getting rid of Jeremy Pruitt. And if the violations are as bad as we acted like yesterday or Monday, then you you could have been you would have been able to get out of that much later on after the investigation came. Yeah, through. absolutely. If you let if you let that twelve million dollars decide because you're end up you're gonna let's be honest you're gonna end up paying some of it back. Like his his lawyer had that note ready to go, mm-hmm. uh, his iPhone notes ready to go. Like you're gonna end up paying <laughs> some of that back. Very, very soon anyway. So if money was is was what was keeping you, you never tried to get out of Butch Jones' buyout, and I've got to think there's a clause in that contract about his bullcrap internship um, in Alabama that would have gotten you out. So, like, why even try? Like, you college athletic directors, administrations, and coaches have made this business to where they can make a ton of money off of it. Just, you did it. Just do it. Like, just go along with it. I don't need Tennessee to go and break the status quo. I want you to win. And with the NCAA sentencing coming, right. um, you're going to have to pay a coach even more than you were before. You're going to have to pay a long-term – you're going to have to do a long-term deal to keep a coach. Yeah. It's, to uh, get a coach to go – to make it attractive enough for a coach to take the job here. Right. And that's going to be tough to do – it's different, I think, if you have the NCAA violations in December, like first of December. I think that's a different story. Coach still has time to come in here with um, his a class he can at least put together. You're trying to talk at the earliest. I mentioned this on Monday. At the earliest, I think you get a coach in here February 1st. That's the earliest, I think. That's a lot harder to convince a guy. And that that depends on how fast you're able to get an AD in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so someone asked me this yesterday. Tennessee, top 20 job. And I take it out of this year right now because I'm going to get to that point. So just the University of Tennessee normally, top 20 job still? Normally? Yeah, yeah. Take this year out of it right now. Yeah, probably. Like, like imagine you just fire Jeremy Pruitt after, and, and, <laughs> with know. the money they just throw around <laughs> in, in McDonald's bags and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Dan Patrick, McDonald's bags. Shut <laughs> the hell up. Um... What and I love that he's like my source told me, okay. Why he's like on his phone like, said, yeah. Me, my source is telling me right now. He's like, let me get this right. Freaking 
Happy Meals, baby. Come on. But, yeah, it's uh, – no, I agree. I think Tennessee's still a top 20 job if Tennessee does – if the administration does everything. Like, that's the thing. The administration had that – I like Randy Boyd. I like a lot of what I've seen from Donde Plow. Like, I mean, she's not giving me a reason to hate her. But that – I thought the press conference was just handled very poorly, mixed with the way they went about getting rid of Jeremy Pruitt. Like, mm-hmm. you should have just done it earlier. So, it's like, this is all very annoying to me. Um but I think I've got to think Tennessee's still a SEC team with a ton of money. They're not an SEC Vanderbilt, maybe level, yeah, right now, but not in terms of facilities and um, things at your disposal. But with all this mixed, I don't know where Tennessee's at as a job. Like I don't know if you get a guy, and I'm not saying Tennessee's going to go after Luke Fickle, but do you get a guy like Luke Fickle to leave Cincinnati after the year he had, the guys he's got returning, and then he knows there's going to be a better Power 5 job waiting on him next year if he wants it? Yeah, that's that's probably different. And that's why he's probably not on a lot of hot boards right now because why would you leave? Why? Why would you? Because, I mean, is he a serious playoff contender? No. Would he be one at Tennessee next year? Hell no. <laughs> at least he's going to win more games at Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati is... Uh, it's a better job than Tennessee is right now. And money, sure, money talks. But you know what else talks? Winning. Ask Jeremy Pruitt. Because he's sitting at home not because not because of money. He's sitting at home because he lost. <clears throat> if he had won, you're standing up there defending that guy. And some people go, yeah, but Bruce Pearl. Okay, fair rebuttal. If you win at any other school besides Tennessee, they will fight to keep you around the NCAA. Yep. I mean, I mean it. it's a mess right now because potentially – 2018, he kind of had to scramble to get a, a class together. Mm. 2019 was his big class, but you're potentially losing five of your top yeah. seven recruits in that class. I mean, your your class is basically depleted at that point. Right. You've already lost one in Juan, Juan Morris. He's gone to Oklahoma. Um, oh, did he announce that? I missed that. Yeah, he's going okay. to – I think he announced that yesterday. Okay. Um, and, and then the other names – you know, Henry T, you had to go see him. You had to go see Kavaris Crouch, Darnell Wright. Yeah. Eric Gray was mentioned in that, you know, receiving benefits and didn't get to play against Texas A&M. I mean, there's – that's a lot of, like, you know, you, you kind of go back and, like, yeah, this roster's better. You know, some of those guys are, are a big part in that oh, yeah. roster being better than 2017. Oh, 100%. I mean, with, with, if you take him off of it, I don't know if you confidently say it's better than 2017. Um, okay. Coaching search season. For, I mean, I, I can't... We don't even know who the AD is. <laughs> yeah, and, and part of me is just like, yeah, the, the administration has to work fast in doing this, but I think they also have to be thorough in who they get. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be hiring the first guy that steps off the plane in Knoxville. No. Like you should definitely be thorough. You should, you should be unless you already had a plan who you're going to go after anyway. Right. You should be quick but not rushed. Like right. you should be acting quickly, but there's no reason to rush it because if you rush it, Derek Dooley, like it, it can get worse. Mm-hmm. If you take your time, I mean, I don't think an interim is a great person to be in, but I think an interim year is a lot better than a three years with Derek Dooley. Yeah, and. and- I don't think Tennessee can really afford to miss again. Not miss, not miss as big as a Derek Dooley miss. I think, again, I think it it would be 
a better position to miss on an interim guy, like a guy you're going, God, we wish we had never done that, and you get rid of him one year, you don't have any contracts to worry about buying out or trying to fake an invest, not fake, but you know, draw up an investigation to get him out, um, rather than a three-year guy that probably is going to get a random extension <clears throat> at some point in his tenure. Yeah, it it just seems like the fans are exhausted. Even in the press conference, Plowman and Randy Boyd looked exhausted and, like, just fed up with the whole thing. And, and not to mention, Philip Former looked like he was I mean, not I, even there. Again, I, I think maybe, uh, yeah. If you want to know my thoughts on that whole situation, we can talk uh, off the show, guys. Landon knows them. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're exhausted and fed up because it's like, first, like, if it's a – Again, I think the Dan Patrick thing is overblown. Like, they weren't walking around campus with McDonald's bags handing them to players. And if I'm wrong about that... Like party favors right. at a little kid's birthday party? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, I heard you wanted a Big Mac today. Um, it's got a spinner in it? Yeah. So those two-for-one apple pies, though, they're pretty much worth cash. Because a McDonald's apple pie never goes bad. Like, a week later, you need it. So it's pretty much cold, hard cash. Like, no doubt. So that's fair. That's kind of gross. No, dude. If you think about it. McDonald's apple pies, two for one dollar, slaps. Oh, I agree, but like after a week, if it doesn't go bad, that's probably gross. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible for you. You should be put in your body. That's hundred percent true. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I just it was it's obvious it had to be a pretty sloppy. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's like it was so obvious. I didn't. I didn't think that. Like obvious is one thing, but I mean like like you can't. It, it seems like they don't need. They probably couldn't even deny it. Like the Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss stuff. No one was like, "I wonder if Hugh Freeze is cheating." Everyone knew Hugh Freeze was cheating, but it took Laramie Tunzel, like saying it on <clears> draft <throat> night and smoking pot, to like be like, "Oh, let's investigate." So like it was that sloppy. Like yeah, you didn't think when Ole Miss had the number one recruiting <laughs> class, you're like, "Hmm, that's weird." No, everyone knew it. It's just like, <laughs> could you prove it? Right. And obviously, they could with Jeremy Pruitt, and not even a number one class. But <clears throat> yeah, and it, and if Georgia is. If Georgia told because of Amarius Mims, F them, they'll get what's coming to them. <laughs> and and Pruitt, like, he's been around the block. Yeah. And he's been at programs where I'm sure some of this stuff has, has gone on. It, this wasn't his first time recruiting. Um, he's coached multiple national championships with multiple top recruiting classes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy did not just get to Tennessee and he's like, I better start paying guys. Yeah, exactly. No. No. I, I'm wondering if. This is this is conspiracy theory. That's what we okay, do. Okay, let's do it. Um, this is what we do on, on the world's best TV trade podcast. Um, yeah, we just make, yeah, just start rumors. Is, did Jeremy Pruitt just go to Philip Foreman and be like, hey, I need help getting guys here. He's like, all right, this is what I did back in the 90s. Just McDonald's bags. I mean, Philip Foreman. Is it like a, a secret menu? Do you have to say something at the drive-thru to, to get it? Like the McDonald's wrap, do you know it? The McDonald's wrap? Yeah, you don't know it? Like the f- their wrap? They're like... No, no, no. Like a, a wrap. Like, I don't. Is there a McDonald's I want wrap? a double cheeseburger and hold the lettuce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't okay. be fun, son. I'm aware seeds of it. On I, don't, the bun. I don't know it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. I've got to think... I mean, I'm not saying Phil Fulmer's innocent, but I've got to think if he was more involved in the day-to-day operations of this um, um, recruiting gate, i got to think it would have been a cleaner operation. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just like, dude, you don't think anybody's going to find out about the, like, sure, I, I might be giving people a, too much credit. But, but no, it was, a, it was a tip. It was a credible tip. Some guy who either, like, or girl, I don't know, 
from probably assume from probably within the athletic department. She said credible. If I called Donde Plama and was like, I heard Jaren Pruitt's cheating, like she's not gonna believe that. So someone probably inside <laughs> the program called and was like, I saw Brian Niedermeyer hand Eric Gray X amount of cash or whatever it was. And it just opened the lid on the whole thing. So like it took someone being a weasel. And maybe weasel's not the right word. Maybe they reported some serious violations that are... This could all come out, because, we again, <coughs> we don't even know what's happened. This could come out and be... It could be disturbing, I guess, to what... Like, the Rick Pitino situation. Like, what right. if, it came, like, if it came out and it was like, yeah, they had an entire stripper organization, hooker organization, go into dorm rooms and hotels. That's disturbing. So, I guess... Escorts, it, Caleb. Sorry. <laughs> I guess it could come out where it's like, that bad, I guess. Like, I'm not saying it is. I have no clue. There's no evidence to support it otherwise. But it, it's going to come out eventually. The way they acted at the press conference, it seems like Jeremy Pruitt might have sacrificed children to the cause or something. I mean, they were... This is just... What were the exact words? What was it? Um, it was shocking, disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. Disturbing. Were they the freaking Bohemian Grove? Severe <laughs> violations. Mean, it's just... it's Significant amount. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. But also, it. she said she didn't think it would affect anyone's eligibility. So what is going on? But it, isn't in his like, termination, didn't didn't it say like you jeopardize the... She did say that, yeah. Jeopardize their eligibility or something like that. Right. Something along those lines. Yes, but I mean, that. The in the press conference, she also... The, <laughs> she said no comment. She didn't know if she could speak to that. But they. she also said something along the lines of she didn't expect it to or something. Which, does that mean the guys that are involved are gone? Because, yeah, maybe. I don't know. This is, it's just. How was Butch Jones able to recruit so well here? And Is it just Tennessee? Like, Tennessee just that sells man, so much? That man had a bad man, too. He was just obviously cleaner about it. Good God. You're telling me that Jeremy Pruitt, or Butch Jones is smarter than Jeremy Pruitt? That, I mean, good God. I, I what wanna, a moron! I want to know what's happened. Like I really like, I'm not believing the McDonald's no, bag no. of cash Hell crap because no. it's like also like how do you prove that? Because like I can't just go, I can't just go. Hey, it happened, and there has to be pictures or yeah. something. Yeah, you can't. I mean, Will Wade got caught on an effing FBI wiretap, and the NCAA didn't touch him. Get the crap out of here with some random Dan Patrick source. <laughs> They had McDonald's bag of cash. And then somebody's like, F them. Bring them down. No. There's no way. It's stupid. I mean, yes, it was obvious. Like I said, it was, it's obvious. It was a sloppy operation. If Tennessee's willing to just do that. But like, (laughs) it wasn't that sloppy. Like there's no, like how could Tennessee think they could get rid of his contract by that? Yeah. There's no paper trail. No. I mean, unless the McDonald's receipt has $10,000 on it or something. Uh, McDouble, plain, large Coke, crispy, and $10,000 cash. All right. Is that to go order ready for the drive through yeah. I mean, I, this is stupid. I mean, if, if I looked semi like a football player, I'd, I'd put on a Letterman jacket. There you and, go. The, the men, the memes have been great. The memes. It's the memes. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I, that was on, that was on accident. <laughs> They've been great. Um, I can't lie about that. I, I'm only just annoyed because Dan Patrick said it like it was freaking biblical truth. And it's like, and then there's so many 
stupid other fan bases that just ultimately believe it. And they're like, Nick Saban doesn't cheat. He gets guys to the NFL. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. people were, in, early in his career, people were just dying to get to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you think Jeremy Pruitt didn't learn anything at Alabama? <laughs> that too. Brian Niedemeyer was a recruiting coordinator there. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Danny Stiff was there too. Yes. To be fair, it does seem like a lot of people leave Tuscaloosa and just instantly forget anything they've ever done before. That's true, leaving. yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'm here for the debate. Uh, someone said Gus's. Gus's has uh, like Walmart plastic bags and on paper bags. Sorry. Um, so Gus's is out of the question. They were not involved. You can alleviate Gus's from any of that. Um, Cookout has brown paper bags. What okay, about Jimmy John's has brown? Paper what about bags. the recruits that didn't bags. get anything? They're just like, what the hell? Well, I, oh, someone <laughs> tweeted. They were like, I know. I personally know five guys who got recruited to Michigan and they couldn't offer them anything, so they didn't go. That means those five guys you know weren't good enough to give a damn if they came to Michigan or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. If you if you're worth like, they're gonna help your family out. And I will say, I, I I did see some players, um, and some players that have transferred on, um, kind of express their love for Jeremy Pruitt, saying he was a real one. And, and my my message to them is like, he cheated you too. It wasn't like the University of Tennessee or the NCAA was out to get Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt did this to himself. No, I mean it's the losing that did him in. They're they're supporting him because it's their coach. It's their yeah, but 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 he cheated you too. But they're gonna ride like they're gonna ride with him. I, There's I, gonna be. I don't I'm, have anything. I don't have anything. Like I'm not mad about that. If you if you like the guy, fine. I'm just saying I'm not shocked. Like the the guys are. I mean, we think about the the guys we've talked about that recruited by Butch Jones. Like they're not gonna. Some of them, not all of them. Like they're not gonna say anything bad about Butch Jones. Like they he recruited him Tennessee. It's their guy. It's just fair. Like I understand. I get it. I understand. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I get it too, but. It, like I wasn't shocked that anybody. But he he also did you a disservice too. So don't oh, I mean, don't yeah. forget that you're in a bad spot because of him, but also because of the and, and he, the also because of the complete ineptitude of the University of Tennessee. So right, and now everything is like just think of the spot that Kevin Steele's in right now. I mean that is a shit show. Well, then we hear about how well his meeting went, and then it comes out that like. Five of the most significant players on campus want to transfer. The meeting couldn't have gone that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, they haven't they haven't transferred yet, so that's fair. Yet we haven't heard yet. Um, but I mean, what a terrible like. Apparently, he's been on the phone with recruits and stuff like that. Like, what are you really selling? It's it's a hard when you don't know the direction that the program's going. Like, it's it's hard to sell. So. Props to Kevin Steele. I mean, his job is to try to keep this roster intact. And it's going to be impossible. Um, but, man, what a freaking terrible job that is right now. Yeah. All right. So, let's let's talk hot board. Who, who we want here. But before we do that, I got one. I need a conspiracy question. You, may have, you don't have to answer. But I'm a conspiracy theory guy. Uh, I'm the founder and president of the Sonos Conspiracy Club. Okay. Um, we've got upwards of like three members, um, but a lot that like conspire to be members. Um, do you think it was someone in the athletic department, someone in a an opponent's athletic department or football program, or someone with a relation to the athletic department but not or football program, but not necessarily in it? Hmm. I don't know. I, I wish I had 
the answer to that. Do you um, want to like make up something right now, or you don't have to have the answer? I'm just like, what? What? Like, I just thoughts, like actively thinking. Like, I mean, I, I think it's somebody that is in the football program, or was, or was in the football right. program. Sure, I hope you're still in it if you're the one that did that. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or it was like, oh, I'm out. F you too. And that's that's possible. I forgot to mention that one. Brumball's possible. We'll say his name because he left. And if he wants to clear his name, I invite him to on the show. <laughs> yeah. Invited. But he also did, according to the timeline, but I don't know if we can believe Plowman's timeline because the press conference was. Uh, there were some things that you're like, like Phil Former going, well, he's recruited good. No, not really. Also, <laughs> <laughs> what was the budget? Um, but <laughs> Brumball re- uh, was let go two weeks before that happened, before the reported credible source. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, I don't think you can rule it out. Yeah, I mean, he could still call. Yeah. He could have waited to see if he was going to get a buyout. And when they were like, no, he was like, okay. I mean, or it could just be somebody was just like, hey, I don't agree with this. Could be that. Like, but also, like somebody that's wrong business. Yeah, some, somebody that's not like. And that, that's why I think this is part of, like, Jeremy Pruitt and, and the culture thing is, like, if if you make good with everybody in your department, you have to have people that you can trust. Right. But if you make one person mad, you, you rub them the wrong way, I mean, they could end you in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, for sure. And I guess that's to the point of me saying you're in the wrong business. It, again, I, no one knows exactly what the violations were. And Plowman made them sound like they could be a, it could be a lot worse than cash. Yeah. So I'll, I am willing to wait to see how bad it is. Because, yeah, if, if it's real bad, kind of how she, her and Randy Boyd acted, it could be someone who's like, I do not want to be a part of that. So that's a good point. So I think that leaves the within the football program possibility open. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. Disturbing and shocking. All right, hot board. Who do you got? We talked about this a little bit on Monday. Um, has anybody changed? Has anybody come more of a name for you that you're like, I want to go get him? Yeah, and I don't know if it's a hot take. I don't know if you like it. I don't even know if I really like it. <laughs> um, but I, I think Tennessee needs a proven head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't like the coordinator. I'm sorry to everybody who wants Gerard Mayo, but I just do not like the transition from NFL to college without any and any head coaching experience or any college experience whatsoever. My only selling, not even selling point, my only like really pro to draw Mayo is that he is quickly accelerated to being a head coaching candidate in the NFL. And it is obvious that Bill Belichick has a ton of trust in him. Yeah. that, that But that's it. Like you said. And if, if you wanted to bring him on, if he was a defensive coordinator, I would like, yeah, let's go. Let's try it. Look, right. I'm, I'm down. But I just don't think Tennessee's in the place to hire a guy with, that big of a question mark. Yeah, and and I'm like you not, hope it works, right? But think, then again, it, it's a defensive guy. Yeah, and I think Tennessee too. And another, and this is an, another con towards Gerard Mayo. Um, I think in Tennessee's position, the proven winner route, I think, is the only route. If you had to spend more money to do so, I think you have to do it because you've tried going the coordinator route or the up and comer route, or like it is time to go get a proven winner and to pay him a lot of money. Like at this point. I was not a fan of the Mike Leach hire, but at this point, I'm like, at least he was winning ball games at Washington State. Yeah, like at least he was winning ball games. 
I don't think his success would be much much more at Tennessee. I don't think he'd play for an SEC champion. But it's like at this point, the guys that you've hired uh, in the last the last three go rounds, Mike Leach would be a significant upgrade. Upgrade. So I think it's got to be someone who's winning. It's going to be hard to get a Power Five guy who's won championships where he's at, but. I think it's got to be a proven winner. I mean, a guy like James Franklin, I'm willing to say, this year at Penn State, let's call it an anomaly. He's won stuff. He won at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Like, a guy like that, I'm like, but again, you get into the integrity issue. It ain't James Franklin if you're on integrity route. <laughs> so, you really put baby in a corner there, trying to go. There's not a, I mean, you drew a hard line that's going to be a. And, and I think to. Tennessee's different. I talked about this a little bit with uh, my buddy at work. Um, I'll give him a shout-out, John Clark. Um, and he was talking like Tennessee's different from anybody else in the SEC besides Vanderbilt because of like, I mean, what cities are other SEC programs in? Just like nothing. It would be nothing without the university. Well, I think I, to an extent it is a college town, but I also think Knoxville is like really, really attractive for kind of the reason that they're uh, Columbia is definitely more than a college town. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than, let's see, let me run through them real quick. So yeah, other than like Columbia, probably like Knoxville's got a really good balance where it's like, it's a bigger, like it's not a Tuscaloosa or, um, uh, Baton Rouge or, uh, like cities like that that are college towns. Right. Like it's a little bit bigger. So it's like, I think it's an attractive place for players to come. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think it's a little bit different from. Everybody except like Nashville is obviously right. different, but um, Nashville doesn't shut down on Saturdays, and that was the point I was gonna make. Like, it, it is a big enough city, but on Saturdays, like it shuts down mm-hmm. for for Tennessee football, right? Um, just like like if you have like a I don't call it I don't want to call it a snitch because that's not right, but <laughs> but like somebody who like you oh, know leaks something to the the chancellor. In every other program, it seems like it would be just like, okay, yeah, we'll look into that. And it's like gone. It's hush. Because if yeah. you hurt the program, you hurt the whole city. Whereas like, yeah, maybe that is the case in Knoxville, but not to an extent like Tuscaloosa. Like that, they would literally like die. <laughs> like they would have no food, no water, anything. So I think it, it is a little bit different here at Tennessee, whereas like the politic wise, I guess, yeah. it's a little different. I, I, yeah, I well, I think that politics is what's killed. Not actual like city and county politics. Like the politics of the boosters mm-hmm. is yeah. what has hurt Tennessee. Yeah. So the University of Tennessee, I should say. Um, yeah, it's a golly. But wait, who's? Oh, sorry. You said you mentioned Rob Mayo. Who's the guy that you said maybe a hot take? You don't know if it's a hot take. I mean, a, a lot of people agree with it, but a lot of people are just like, no, I don't want that either. And dude. I like I I hate that I I like it, but it's it's Lane Kiffin. I don't, I I don't think you can. I don't I don't think you can either. But like he's one, and I I don't even like I don't even think it's a you can't like in terms of like go get him physically. But it's like how can you say that stuff about Jeremy or say the stuff about the program, the integrity, and all that, and then go get a guy that you hated for five years, some more mm-hmm. that left your program after one year. He's going to leave another program after one year. Like it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Lane Kiffin, if Lane Kiffin wanted the Tennessee job, he should have stayed at FAU one more year. In my opinion. So like him going to Ole Miss told me he did not want the Tennessee job. 
Like, if he really, really wanted it. Not like, if not if he was like, yeah, you know. If but what, what does one year at FAU do? I'm just, like, I mean, I if he was like, I really want to wait. I really want that Tennessee job. If that was a job he wanted. Because, you know, I'm sure he would do the, the presser. Like, Lane, why'd you leave Ole Miss after one year? You you said you learned your lesson from Tennessee. And he's like, well, this is a job I really wanted to come back and do the right thing. I feel like I wronged it. But, like, all that crap that he'd probably spew out. Well, it's like, well, if you thought that was going to happen, you should have stayed at FAU until. Well, I mean, maybe that. maybe he thought like everybody else thought that Jeremy Pruitt was going to work out here. Right. So, we shouldn't trust his judgment then. <laughs> I just think, like, it was 2009. He was young. I, I feel like he's learned – a little bit, and he's he's won football games. But he's he sixty six and thirty nine. But if he leaves Ole Miss after one year, what has he really learned? That's he had ten point. win seasons at Florida Atlantic, I, or two ten win seasons. At I don't Florida think Atlantic. there's any denying that Lane Kiffin is a really really good football coach, and I think he's become a better head coach since leaving Alabama. I don't know how great, but a better head coach than he was last time at Tennessee. I just I don't think that hire can make sense. Like I don't think it's possible. I mean, I. I agree, like, from the standpoint of, like, yeah, he quit, so you probably don't hire him back because that's, like, any job. But I don't I don't even think it's, like, But so I, I think, like, what you have available right now, he would probably be your, your quickest way to get competitive again. I mean, yeah, nothing makes sense in college football, so I guess you just do it. But it's just, like, don't expect I – don't, I don't think I, – I wouldn't expect the Lane Kiffin hire to work out. And that doesn't mean I think he would leave after one year again. But I just don't think, in the end, that hire would work out if he if it was to happen. Okay. Just I just think there's too many, too much surrounding it. But but let me ask you this: What other candidate out there do you think would work out better? Like coming this year? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a freaking clue. That's what I'm saying. Like, and 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 that's kind of where, like where I'm at with Kiffin. It's like everybody has their question marks. Everybody has their their right. pros, and everybody has their cons. So there's there's not like a, a hundred percent like oh yeah that's who we should go get that's who that's who Tennessee is going to get um, there's just not a correct answer right and I think that's the scary part because Tennessee needs to hit yes. on a head football coach that they haven't since formers ago yeah yeah I mean I don't know the right answer I, someone mentioned it and I'm not saying I hundred percent agree or. I don't disagree. Someone was like, if Gerard Mayo publicly was like, or, you know, at least did it, I guess, with the AD interview, it's like, this is my offense coordinator, and it was a strong hire. Like, I'd probably feel differently about it. That's fair. Okay. Because I think a good offensive coordinator would be very, 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 very important to this Tennessee team. But who – I just – I just don't know. We've went the – no head coaching experience. I just think that's a dangerous yeah. road to go no, down I, again. I, again, I do not disagree. I feel like Tennessee just needs to get a proven winner, but I don't know how you do that in yeah. this year. Like, I don't know how. Like, someone, like we, we've talked about Joe Brady. I am still in the boat of, like, if Joe Brady was willing to take the job, give it to him. Like, I'm still in that boat. But it's like, yeah. at the same time, I'm still telling myself, I think Tennessee needs a proven winner like Gregory Schiano. <laughs> so, so who, who would be your first? My first phone call... <laughs> I think if I think my first phone call would be to Bob Stoops. Okay, yeah, I don't hate that. And it's like, I, and if I'm the AD at the time, I'm going. I there's no chance in hell he's gonna say yes. But I'm gonna buy him a beer, and let's see where the night takes us. Bye. Yeah, I think my first phone call would be Bob Stoops or even Urban Meyer. I'm like, dude, just, this 
Knoxville's way better than Jacksonville. <laughs> can't say the crap you said yesterday. And I'm sure Bob Stoops has some baggage too, but there's no way he has the baggage Urban Meyer does. Oh no, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, you you wouldn't. The integrity stuff is way out the window if you go down that road. But even but when is it just like when are you gonna forget the integrity stuff? Right. Uh, which which you kind of have to. <clears throat> I'm all for just. Certain integrity things, right? Throwing out the window. Some I'm like, okay, guys, let's yeah. Let's so like, the like, like, given it wasn't that bad. In the grand, it's scheme, forgivable. In the grand, <laughs> grand scheme of things, Kevin did not do that many bad things <laughs> at Tennessee. Or um, that's the grand scheme of things. But yeah, you, he, he, he did have maybe one issue that you could bring up that was pretty bad. But we can discuss that and, and see. Um, <laughs> not on the show, but because I don't even know all the facts. Um, and, I'm like. Tom Herman, I don't like the Tom Herman hire. I think he wasn't successful at Texas. Why would he be at Tennessee, especially with what we have going on? I also wouldn't hate the Tom Herman hire. I don't despise it. But I'm also like, he's a guy that if he was an interim, like if he was Kevin Steele right now, I'd be like, if we got to give an interim a chance, I'm willing to give Tom Herman a chance. See what happens. Do not sign him to another contract. Dear God, do not give him an extension. But it's like, I'm willing to see what happens. Um, trial by fire kind of thing. Kevin Steele, I don't like the idea of a Kevin Steele interim, period. Uh, I think it, if, if you're, if you're wanting to better this roster, you can't have an interim for a year. Because, oh, because recruiting is done. You're, you're, you just screwed yourself with that. That 2022 class is not coming to a guy for one year. There's no, no I don't, I don't entirely disagree. I think it's, I mean, it would be hard to turn it, but I also <clears> think the interim route, if you decide to do it, I mean, you you go and you get a guy in here before the end of September. Like you don't wait until a normal cycle. Like mm-hmm. you go in there and you're getting, you get a guy that would stabilize the program. Again, I don't think it's Kevin Steele, but so I mean, an interim. In the, in, so saying that is like saying the, just kind of how I did about Lane Kevin. Like that means Kevin Steele as an interim would not be the answer. You need to go and try to find someone. But the thing is, is you're going to sign a guy to a three year contract that you're probably going to end up firing in three years. Yep. That's the because you you have put yourself in a terrible position administration at Tennessee. See, I don't hate Tom Herman. He's fifty four and twenty two overall. He was thirty two and eighteen at Texas. I mean, what what if, what is our expectations with Tennessee? Are, are we expecting to to go to a national championship? Well, Tom Herman, hell no. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, uh, but are, are we trying to win eight games? Because I, I feel like he could do that. I mean, right now, yeah, you definitely have to say, I would like to win eight games. That's what I prefer. But he's, also, five, he's 5 and 0 oh in, in bowl games. Right. You'd also like to say, I want to be in a better position the next time we have to do this freaking coaching search next because it's inevitable. But I, I don't know, man. That, again, I just think if you're talking about a guy, because right now, I mean, you're going, let's, we need a guy that'll go and compete in the East. And the East is harder to win now than it was when Jeremy Pruitt was high. Uh, I mean, it's the same coaches, so probably. That's probably not. It's it's harder to win now than when when Butch Jones is a coach. That's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so Kentucky's a little bit better. Kentucky's a little better. Florida's a little bit more stable. They still could win it because Tennessee was god awful during that period. Um, Florida's a little bit better. I mean, I don't think Kirby Smart's the next Nick Saban, but I mean, he's winning football games at yeah. a pretty high rate. Like mm-hmm. he's doing fine. I think. I mean, South Carolina's got a new coach, so it could spark some energy. Um, Man. <laughs> Vanderbilt's got a new coach. Could spark some energy. Missouri is trending way better than Tennessee. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, the East is harder to win than it was three years ago. I. And then, and that's a lot 
Because Tennessee's gotten a lot worse over the but past I mean, I couple of years. Should, like, I think every year, like right now, Tennessee's future goals in the next five to six years, <laughs> it should be we should be playing either Georgia or Florida to play in the SEC championship game. Yeah, absolutely. Like that should be your goal every year. You, you yeah, you may lose <clears> to Georgia, but later on in the season you're going to get a chance to play Florida to decide who you know to potentially position yourself because of you know how the rest of it laid out to to go. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that should be your goal. Um, that's what I mean. And if the SEC stays this way, that's a good goal to have every year. Now, if the SEC goes down and you're talking, you only got to beat either Georgia or Florida to go. Then yeah, that's a different story. But right now, if you're talking about playing one game away from the SEC championship every year, that's ex- you're ecstatic at that point. Yeah, I mean that's what Georgia and Florida have been the last ten years. So depressing. It's very depressing. Also, Missouri went to the SEC championship game twice. Never mind. <laughs> Missouri has been to the SEC championship game more times and at a higher rate than the University of Tennessee has in the last. When was the last time we went? Oh seven. Oh seven. Six. Oh seven. Yeah. Gross. Mm. Don't so like that. Fun. So so who who do you have left? So I have Lane Kiffin. I think I have Gus up there. I, I just don't know how the Gus thing works with Kevin Steele being. Everyone's like Kevin Steele has to leave. If that happens. That's fine with me. I would rather have Gus Malzahn as my head coach than Kevin Steele as an interim or defensive coordinator. <clears throat> yeah. So I think I think my order. If I'm calling guys who I'm like, let me let them tell me I say let me let them say no to me. God, if I can speak. Um, I'm calling Bob Stoops and then I'm flying to wherever Gus Malzahn's playing golf and making him say it to my face like. Sweater vest and all. Yeah, he probably doesn't necessarily want to right now. I wouldn't blame him. But it's like, make a guy like that say no. He won in the West. He won at Auburn. And, I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, I mean, any, like, I don't know. How many coaches, like, I mean, look at Les Miles. He has, what, two national championships? And things just didn't click at the end of his career at uh, LSU. Did, I don't know. So, I guess here's my question. Has Gus Malzahn hit his ceiling? And if he has, then you can look away. But, like... I mean, he did conf- go to a national championship, so... Can you confidently say he's hit his ceiling? I mean, I like the, I like the Gus Malzahn angle a lot. It's safe. It's Yeah, I think it's a very safe hire. And, and I mean, Gazi probably does bring with him. Would be good, obviously. Can't hurt. Steel probably <laughs> wouldn't be it, but... I, I If we're talking about going and getting guys who have won at high levels... Gus Malzahn should absolutely be on your list. Yep. Absolutely. So I got I got Lane Gus and then I got um I got Jamie Chadwell. Tennessee ties, the Maverick. I think I would offer a guy like Billy uh not Billy Napier, uh Luke Fickle before. Yeah, I I agree. I I, w- I would too, but I I'm just saying realistically right. Jamie Chadwell's yeah. probably your prob- He's probably farther he, He's going to tell you yes. He's probably farther down on my list, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and I did jokingly say it. I honestly didn't expect Tennessee to fire Jerry Pruitt. Um, like, Billy Napier is still on my list. I don't know how far down that bull crap he did. Intentional <laughs> safety? No. I'm out. I'm out. No. I'm not, I'm not actually completely out on him. He's, he is farther down my list, but it's not necessarily for that reason. Um, but, I mean, I don't I don't hate that look either. I just think, again, I think the, those three up-and-comers, I think, I would rather go get a guy like Gus Malzahn who's already done it at this level than mm-hmm. take a chance on them. I agree. Yeah. That it, that that's my only hesitation. But like I said, I would make 
I mean, Bob Stoops obviously wants to coach in some capacity. Does he want to take on the grind of college football? Probably not. Especially would where he, Tennessee's at right, right now. Would he do it for, you know, seven, eight million a year? Make him say no. Yeah. Make him say no. You, if you get out of Jerry Brewer's contract, you can offer the next guy whatever the hell you want. So you, yours is yours is Bob Soup's Gus, and who would be your last one? Top three, sorry. Yeah, top three. Uh, I didn't get necessarily that far. I, I think. See, I think I would rather have if if you're like if you're gonna go Tom Herman's number three. I think I'd rather go try and go find an up and comer guy in terms of you know the Luke Fickle, uh, maybe Matt Campbell. I mean, I've always liked Matt Campbell, so maybe he's number three. Um, a guy to see if you can go get him away from Iowa State. Uh, but, yeah, I think before Tom Herman, I would rather have a – Yeah, and I like what you said uh, Monday about, like, you know, with Luke Fickle and Matt Campbell. You know, right now it's kind of hard to to get a guy away from where they're currently at. Yeah. Because, I mean, their programs look a lot better than Tennessee's right now. I mean, yeah, we can pay them more money, but – I mean uh, – and I think a lot of this, like the job industry, it's just people are comfortable right now working from home. And I, I <laughs> yeah. think there's, there's a, like, comfortability goes a long ways. Oh, no. With I mean, that. I'd, I think of the situation Tennessee's in, it would be hard to get either of those guys away. I think it'd be easier to get Chadwell or uh, Napier. But yeah. the, the two guys that, I mean, a guy that played in a, should have won a New Year's Six Bowl this year with a group of five team, Matt Campbell, who had a pretty good year at Iowa State. And I mean, I just, I think it would be hard for him to win in the Big 12, but I also don't think, like, like when I say win, like win championships in the Big Twelve, but also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Like he has a more, he has better chance of winning championships at Iowa State than he does right now at Tennessee. Yeah, so I, I think that definitely keeps him away. But I, yeah, I think I would probably. So I guess I'd probably go Matt Campbell at number three, and then after the up and comers of Luke Fickle, Jamie Chadwell. So you're not a fan of the NFL guys either. I'm not a big fan. Again, I like Joe Brady. That's because he at least had. In recent years, the, a stint, yeah, in the, of, in the, college, at the college level. Football. He's recruited. Um, he's got that experience. Um, I mean, I don't hate the NFL guys because let's just be honest. Like they are, they know football. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate the NFL guys that have been. I'm not a fan of Doug Marone. Um, can't remember Jeff Fisher's been. He's put his own name out there. <laughs> I like that. Um, who else has been mentioned? Um. Peterson's, Jim Caldwell. Jim Call. I'm out on Jim Caldwell. Uh, Peterson's been mentioned, right? Chris Peterson. Um, golly, why are you doing this to me? Why can I not remember his name right now? Doug Peterson. Hadn't Doug Peterson been mentioned? Probably. I would not hate Doug Peterson. I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of the of the route, yeah. but again, like it, it, this isn't like a right or wrong answer. Right. It's no one has the right answer, or we had already hired the guy by now. Correct. Um, yeah, I think it's going to take like extensive interviews. I just yeah, and it, the first thing is you got to get the AD in here. They, I think the AD will tell us a lot. Because because Jamie Chadwell, people like that name, but like, you know, are are you really going to try that offense in the SEC? Right. I I think the I think can the, it work? Maybe, but like realistically, it probably isn't. I mean, I think, I think with the way the defenses are trending in the SEC, because of what Nick Saban's doing, like everyone's going to follow the lead of a guy who's winning the way he is. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be easier to run different offenses in the SEC than it used to be. And, and maybe has he's got a plan where he can modify that and, and make it not really a vertical threat triple option. Right. I haven't really looked at what it actually 
it's definitely like a, I mean, it's, it is a triple option. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know how I feel about that. It's the mullets of <laughs> college football. Um, yeah, definitely out on Jim Caldwell, though. I'd like to clarify that. I don't hate Doug Peterson or Jeff Fisher. I think Jeff Fisher, the, I think where, I don't know much about Doug Peterson as like a head coach, but like all the way players talk about Jeff Fisher, I think, I think he could recruit fine. Yeah, I just think if you're going to go, you know, maybe this is just realistically, but if you're going to go after a guy that's retired or not currently coaching, yeah. I think Bob Stoops. Oh, yeah. You go after him that. way before Jeff Fisher. Right. So you want to go with some per mistakes real quick? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess. You lost. That's what I've got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You lost and, and you lost badly. Um, you had people, whether someone did it like good, like in good spirits in terms of like, they're like, I don't want to be a part of this or not. Um, so if that was the case, then I'll take what I'm about to say back. But you had someone within the program go, I need to get this guy out of here and reported it. Yep. So, or you had someone try to get back at you. So you made a mistake by being a dick one or the other, mm-hmm. because I don't think if it was Brumball, I don't think the halftime firing went, you know, they sat in the locker room. Jimmy, it's not working out, man. We appreciate your efforts. Um, I think there was probably, you know, some separation had to be put between them or between Brumball and somebody or Jeremy and somebody, um, and that's what ultimately led to the firing. Normally when you get fired at halftime of a football game, it's not a clean break. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's not It's not shake your hands and, and pat you on the back. And right. Let me walk you out. Right. Um, yeah, so – I mean, part of that is, like, he just made some bad hires. And that that didn't help him at all. You know, you're losing football games, and, you know, the people that you brought in didn't really do a good job either. Tyson Helton, number one. Right. Um, Will Friend just did nothing with one of the best offensive lines on paper that Tennessee has ever assembled. And he, you didn't fire him. He left. Yep. Um, also, are we to believe that that guy wasn't caught up in all this shit? Like, really? Is he going to be clean because he's at every or school? Or is see, part of me is just like, was it just the recruiting staff? Or he just made the young guys do it because the young guys like were trying to make a name for themselves as coaches, like Shelton Felton, Niedermeyer, you know, guys like that, guys that he just were, were basically recruiting, like weren't position coaches until right. they came to Tennessee. You're um, a little on the totem pole. I mean, I don't, yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, those, those two guys obviously were not great hires. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, you just – you couldn't figure it out offensively. Right. Um, And, and defensively, it, it looks like – a little bit with Tennessee basketball tonight, it looks like, you know, their offensive struggles kind of carried over to the defense. And, and that's what it looked like in, in Jeremy oh, Pruitt's yeah. tenure. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, I, I, until I'm proven otherwise, it also looked like he micromanaged guys. So yep, didn't can't do that. Didn't really grow with the job. I think that's uh, that's one thing that uh, golly, I sucked with names tonight. Yes, Sam Pittman. Yes, sir. <laughs> it seems like he's done a really good job of. I like how you just sounded. You kind of sounded out I like did. his saying and, and like, knew exactly. Yeah, uh, that was good. That was like a. It's called a mem- memory memorization by association. That's what you do, like a in a test. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's how you study. Um, 
from watching that minute long video of him just going, yeah, <laughs> It's so annoying. It is. But, uh, dude, he looks – I mean, he's, he's got Arkansas a better. a lot better than Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, he's he seems to have gotten guys in there that he trusts and that are doing a good job. And, yeah, I don't know how much he has to do with the offense. I, I can't prove it. But, I mean, it's a guy who's never even been an offense coordinator that is, is doing fine. And that's why also, going back to coaching search, like, I'm not 100% saying – and it's kind of like the draw mail. Like, I'm not 100% saying it needs to be a proven winner. But, like, would that not just be a better position for Tennessee to be in right now? Yes. Especially because the proven winner is going to know how to have a better idea of how to deal with all this stuff. Whereas, like, an up-and-comer, you'd rather an up-and-comer get in the best position possible. Not talking about NCAA sanctions. um, Not have the NCAA and the administration breather down his neck. You want a guy with experience. Yep. So. Also have a married to JG. Like, dude, it wasn't even a guy you recruited. Like, what was this? the fascination with... I don't know. I, Jerry G could have texted you up at 2.10 a.m. and Jerry Pruitt would have been at his house. <laughs> you know, like, it was unreal. I don't know what kind of hook he had him on, but it was a good hook. That's was, I mean, could it have been him? I'm not willing to say that. He doesn't seem like that kind. He doesn't. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. But he doesn't I'm. I'm just like saying, like, and, and, and he's like, hey, I know what goes on, and I, cause, cause, weren't they paying? Cause I, I did hear this that they were paying recruits through players. I don't know. I all I, I do know the the day Don uh, Plowman said she got the tip was the day of the or the day after the Arkansas game. He played. He started one more game after that. So, if we're looking talking about being vindictive, the timeline doesn't add up. Okay. Unless he just went, went long-term plan and was like, I don't care about Jeremy. I'm just like, F these fans and burn it down. Respect if he did that. You used the power. You have more power than us and you used it. I guess so. Um, no, I'm not willing to say his name. I, I Publicly, at least. I'll start some conspiracy theories. <laughs> but, no, I don't. And, I mean... It can't be him after the way his dad responded to uh, Fourth and Truth or whatever his name is. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was either. But yeah, conspiracy. It's fun. To, it's fun to start. Conspiracy. Yeah. But yeah, he he was JG should not have played as much as he did. Um, and, and it's hilarious because I remember pretty vividly after that Music City Bowl, we were kind of at the tunnel where all the players came out and we were just like going crazy. Yeah, we won. Derek Barnett broke the sack record. And I was like, guys, that's going to be our quarterback next year, number two right there in that smoky gray uniform. I wish I could take everything back now. And, dude, we're so hyped. We're like, dude, this dude's so good. From New Jersey. Love it, man. Loves. Okay, I definitely never said I like someone from New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. There's no way I said that. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, I like, I, but but we were really excited yeah, I, uh, yeah. about he's signing. Four star guy. He did his announcement in Times Square. He's he got to be the real deal. He's going to freaking Heisman. Maybe Jeremy did the fell for the same thing we did. I don't know. I don't know, man. I was just like, what a freaking. I'm an idiot. Career. I've, I've already accepted that. <laughs> I've already accepted that I'm an idiot. So. Yeah, and also just um. Kind of this year is just, I thought I thought, I feel like you had a lot of young guys that could have contributed and helped this team, and yeah. you really didn't give them a chance. And it's like, so like so what if they haven't like 
Your older guys weren't getting it done. So what if your younger guys weren't ready? Neither were your older guys. You went three and seven. Wouldn't wouldn't couldn't you sell like a youth movement? If you're like, yeah, we got to play younger guys because they're just more talented. They're gonna make more plays. Um, if you went three and seven doing that, it'd be a yeah. lot better than going three and seven playing juniors and seniors that weren't worth a crap. And then how do you do that selling point you did at Vandy? If you want to start day one, come here, and then don't start a damn single one of them day one. Yeah, that's stupid. It's insane. Any other mistakes by him? Yeah, I do want to point out, I got a freaking DM message from a director of player personnel who ended up getting fired on Monday because I tweeted a picture of a, in a kid's recruiting video, he was wearing Tennessee gloves. Well, yeah, if you're carrying 10 kilos of cocaine, you don't speed down the highway lane. Yeah, you don't get pulled over for something stupid. Dude. Yeah, I'm just like, dude. Yeah, let's worry about me <laughs> tweeting out something. You did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't give it to him. But yeah, let's message. He's like, I'll I'll owe you one if you just stop tweeting uh, pictures of players with gloves. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> sorry. Landon never cashed in on that too, and it's too late. Yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never got my I guess one. It's not too late, but. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't us hitting that unfollow button. It's like, huh, you still follow me, but I don't follow you, freaking <laughs> douche. Oh, God. You just went you went off right there. Uh, dude, that, that pisses me off. I'm just like, <laughs> you were giving people money in a McDonald's bag, and you're worried about me? Were they out of gloves, actually? I mean, that's... Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was gloves. No, I definitely... I'm like, you're, why did you give a player gloves and expect him not to wear them? That, too. That's a good point. But if you were as sloppy as... Also, doesn't every guy who get, goes to a camp get gloves? It's like every kid I've ever seen go to any camp gets gloves. I have gloves right here. <laughs> like, I have, I have Tennessee gloves right here. But if you're, as, if you're as sloppy... If you're as sloppy as it seems like, yeah, you probably don't want to get caught for the stu- little stupid stuff. God, what a freaking moron. Like, you don't... You you got, don't... What a moron. <laughs> you got fired. I've never been fired. Knock on wood. <laughs> Far is going to be rough, bud. <laughs> Um, what else could go wrong? I mean, really. That's fair. That's fair. You can collect that unemployment right now. Unless they got really good. Yeah, maybe he can help me out with his next job since I still got that OU1. Yeah, you got that OU1. I never got my freaking. That's what I'm saying. You never got it. Bag of goodies. You need to cash in on that <laughs> I didn't OU get my, yeah, McDonald's bag. I just want a McDoubles. If a couple of McDoubles, I'd be happy. I mean, good Lord. How much money were you giving these kids? This is going to come out and be a ridiculous amount. It's going to be Reggie Bush money, I'm telling you. And we went three and seven. It's going to be Reggie Bush money, and we went three and seven. And, and some of the guys didn't even come here. It wasn't even enough to get them here. I'm it's telling insane. you, it's going to be Reggie uh, Bush money. How about sick. God. All right, let's get more upset. Basketball. Basketball. Tennessee lost to Florida tonight, last night, whatever, when it was. Oh, God, 75-49. I'm glad I didn't get to watch. Like, I didn't get to really pay attention last night to the game, so... Well, good for you because no, it was terrible. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. At first, I was like, man, this sucks. I mean, they came out and just punched us in the mouth and then just ran us out of the gym. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Tennessee never gave themselves a chance. They played awful. <clears throat> played awful. Couldn't couldn't hit a shot. And like, like I mentioned earlier, the offense just continues to not have a rhythm, just no flow to it, and it looked like it carried over to the defense tonight because yeah. Florida was able to shoot – what, 49% from the field? Yeah, 49.2% from the field. I mean, good Lord. Oh, it was a um, I mean, we, we missed Jaden Springer, but they have three starters not playing. Yeah. Three. 
you miss Jaden Springer, but I mean, he doesn't make up for your lack. I mean, just getting abused on the boards um, for the entire night. He he doesn't make up. I mean, like, he does play a part in, in being really aggressive going to the hole, but he's not all of them. I mean, you should Josiah Jordan James and Santiago Vescovi, and I mean, even like Fulgerson and Ponce, they should be really really aggressive at the rim, and they're just not. Yeah, I mean, we can't beat anybody off the dribble. No, Vescovi can only do it, only get past somebody off the dribble because he's a great marksman from three, and they always jump at his pump fake. Well, he beats guys, and he's just not committed to going to the hole. He, yeah, he, he never finishes at the rim. It's it's always we're going to dribble past, and then we're going to kick right back out to the perimeter. Yeah. Like, it's it's never there, – there's never a – like a plan once you get past somebody. There's never – like, it, it, we're never really on the well, attack. I think the plan is always – like, he's always looking to penetrate and kick, and I've been saying this since the beginning. I'm not saying the sky's falling because I think – you know, I don't think I'm willing to mark it until, to, you know, see how they respond versus Missouri. But I think Vescovi's got to be more, you know, more flexible when he's when he's going to the hole because he does a good job of getting there. Mm-hmm. And he's just got to be willing to finish sometimes. And not that floater. I'm talking about going up. I mean, there's times he jumps at the rim and looks like he could dunk and kicks out. Yeah. And that's great to penetrate and, and be able to find guys, but you also got to be willing to score when you get that close to the hole. Um, and we're especially going to need that if you don't have Jaden Springer for – I don't know how long he's expected to be out. Yeah, and I, I think this kind of the same with Keon Johnson. I, I think you're too athletic mm-hmm. to even if somebody like gets in front of you when you get to the rim, you should be able to to yeah something. That's yeah, we're good though. Um, we don't. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, like it, it, you should be able to jump high enough to get the shot off. I mean, he he does a good job. Every once in a while, he's not—he's not quite as aggressive as a, a young guy like Jaden Springer. I mean, he does a good job of, of getting around guys, but he just—he won't always finish at the hole either. Yeah, it yeah, drives it's, me it's, nuts. It's the same thing. Um, it's but not they, a good night, and this man, team's too talented to have those mistakes. It's, it's that simple. They're too talented. I mean, Alabama—I mentioned it. They set an SEC record with twenty-three threes tonight. They had more threes tonight than we had field goals. We had seventeen Dude. field goals tonight. We went three of eighteen from three. And those weren't like contested threes; right. they're open threes. It's like you got to make some shots. I mean, if we're number the, we're the number six team in the country, we're not going to be next week. But you know, top ten teams make shots. Yeah, and that's something Tennessee has really struggled to do. And you know, we we've been holding teams under sixty points. Well, Florida put up seventy five without three starters tonight. Right. So. That's alarming. Which I, I thought, you know, looking at, I thought they would score a lot of points. Um, I think they're averaging like eighty six a game right now, something like that. But it's not like they were just like draining it from three. No, I, I just thought that Tennessee would have to score to keep up in this game. Um, I, thought, I mean, I thought they played better defense though. I mean, they they just they got beat. Yeah, they, they got beat. And, and when you have a little number beside your name, you're going to get every team's yeah. best shot. You're getting everyone's best shot from here on out. Like you better be ready, not in, not out, especially in the SEC. So. And, and I, I think there is a, a little bit of lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think this team has good culture, so that can be that can probably be fixed pretty easily. Right. Um, but it doesn't like especially tonight. It just the effort just wasn't there. No, it, it did not. It wasn't I mean, a good. It wasn't a good night for me. You had forty two points with ten minutes left to go in the game. You scored forty nine total. Yeah. I mean, I think t- and. Again, not acceptable, you know, effort tonight. But I think I think this Tennessee team can respond. Um, 
a lot of people were mentioning after the game, like this team is, is accountable for for what they do. Um, so I, I think this is, I think any loss you see is going to be a learning experience for Tennessee. I don't think it's, you know, I, I don't see it being a turning point for them. Does this team have a long way to go to be a, you know, a late March team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't think like, I don't think you saw their, you know, the end of it for them. I mean, you know, I think, if you if you told me in March or April that Florida's going to end up being the worst game, I would be shocked at all. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that's for sure. I just I think this Tennessee team learns from it. And moves yeah, I, th- I think they are a good basketball team, but I mean it, it did not show tonight. And to win basketball, I, I don't think you have a lot of offensive firepower. Right. Um. Yeah, you know, I think you have a lot of defensive firepower, so that that can kind of carry you a little bit. But you can't get beat to, to lose balls. You can't give up offensive rebounds. You can't miss layups. And, and we did all those tonight. Um, so I hate it for the team who has to watch it again tomorrow because yeah, Rick no. Barnes is going to rip them a new one. Yeah. No, that – I can't imagine that film session will be fun. Oh, man, that was – it was rough to watch. Victor Bailey Jr., good God, he couldn't buy a point. Right. One for 12, 0 for 6 from 3. We also missed 13 free throws tonight. We're 48% from the free throw line. That's we've ridiculous. Not been, we've not been fantastic from uh, all year. Now, there's been some games in there that they've shot well, but overall it's not been. That's without me seeing it. I probably should look before I say overall. But it just seems like several games you've walked away. I think Alabama, you, you said, if you hit your free throws, you probably win that game. Um, so it's just not been a fantastic free throw shooting uh, team so far. Yep. And that's going to be important. They've got to fix that. That, yep. that is one thing they're going to have to really buckle it down and, and figure out going into the postseason. Yep. And Florida just got a bunch of easy shots tonight, and that was part because Tennessee had 18 turnovers. Yeah. Um, so that's not – I mean, Victor Bailey Jr. had more turnovers than he did points tonight. He had four points. Five turnovers. Yep. It's not good. Can't have that. I, I think, I think Jaden was a loss because I think he is one of your better offensive – guys um but i mean with florida having three starters out you would think tennessee wins this game yeah pretty easily right you tennessee shot they're 74 percent from free throw so not quite as bad as i probably would have guessed um still not great 48 percent ain't great <laughs> no nope oh. when when is keon expect or not keon Jaden expected to be back I think he was kind of day-to-day. I think he was available tonight. Okay. um, But I guess did not. Mm. I think he warmed up, and then they just decided no. So, probably see him back Saturday, hopefully. Hopefully. I think, I mean, it showed how important he is uh, to this Tennessee team. Saturday, you welcome uh, number 19, Missouri. Welcome? Yeah, welcome. I was going to say, the last game was on the road, so welcome. Um you, you played great against Missouri last time. I don't know what that I means because it's going to be t- it's, it's, it's going to be tough to respond after that showing. That is for sure. It is going to be tough to respond after that showing. Um, Tennessee shot. I think they shot pretty well in that game. I'm pulling it up now. I can't remember now that I say that. Yeah, they shot 50% from the field. 71% from three. I was about to say, I feel like we had a good three-point shooting night. Um, didn't shoot a lot from three-point range, but shot well. Now, again, a bad free-throw night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. last time you played them. Um, but, I mean, this Missouri team, again, still a really good Missouri team. They'll um, obviously rank in the top 20. Uh, 
they did have a really bad loss to Mississippi State. That's good, but they've had convincing wins uh, since then against A&M and, and Ar- or South Carolina. They did beat Arkansas as well, though. And that kind of worries me with Mississippi State because they, they beat Missouri and Florida. Good. And Alabama blew out Florida. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> I mean, you're making it more and more difficult to win the SEC with a terrible loss like that in Alabama. This is not where you want to be right now. You don't right. want to be looking for answers. And hopefully it was just an anomaly. Hopefully it was just, you know, games like this happen. Right. Um, but, I mean, you you don't want to be in the position where you're searching for an answer on offense and defense this late in the season. Correct. Correct. Conzo! Conzo. We'll man, it, it, man, it's tough to be a Tennessee fan. It really is. It hurts. Like, today just – this week's hurt so bad. This week has hurt so bad. And I just, again, I mean, basketball, I think – I'm not saying, you know, I don't think it's, I'm not calling for the skies falling or anything, but just that mixed with everything else when I am calling for the skies falling. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot. Especially losing the, like, you always want to be Alabama and Florida in anything. Right. And so it just really sucks that <laughs> as good as of a basketball team that we have, you know, those are the two losses we have right now. Yep. Very unfortunate. Yep. Tennessee baseball. Here's some good news. Yeah. Were we baseball school? Were we just going to that? Dude, uh, I'd love for baseball to be very successful, but I, I don't want that to be the only thing I hang my hat on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you want something to hang your hat on. Oh, for sure. So it's going to be, like I said, I love this baseball team. Love the staff. But I don't want it to be the only thing. Um. So they released their schedule today. I'm sure there will be some... Probably changes to that, but they start their season off against Georgia Southern um, at Georgia Southern February 19th. That'll be a weekend series starting on Friday. Then you have Indiana State at home, Georgia State at home, UNC Greensboro at home, and then you have the SEC slate, um, which will be the same schedule, locations, opponents as it was last season, or supposed to be last season. Um, So they start that one off with Georgia March 19th at Georgia. I think four of the four teams ranked in the top ten will be at home. Oh, nice. So, there'll be some exciting baseball. Yeah. yeah, so you have Arkansas, you have Vanderbilt, Florida, and LSU at home. So, yeah. There you go. That's some good baseball, Lindsey Nelson. Good so, opponents. So, I guess they're not playing weekend or weekend, weeknight games this year because of COVID, how they've got to. I don't know exactly. So, that's why I thought it could change because I don't okay. know. I thought I read where they were going to do that because it was such a big part in college baseball. So they're going to try to figure. They're going to try to make it work. To have yeah, it I think I think that's the plan. I mean, I feel like with you know, in terms of like traveling, like I feel like Tennessee would at least Tennessee would at least be able to play a lot of teams in this area. I mean, and, and not Tech, I, ETSU, MTSU, and hopefully by the time like it, at least by the time the end of the season, kind of postseason gets here, right. Hopefully this is, not, I don't want to say cleared up, but like in a better position you'd, than we are right now. You would like to think it's getting better at, the, mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. And, and and I know they play travel baseball like all through the pandemic. Right. I mean, we saw highlights of Caden Martin all the time playing. Right. <laughs> yes, very true. They, they did play the entire time. 
there's no hesitation there. I'm excited. Tennessee's ranked number uh, 19th yeah. in, in the preseason poll uh, per D1 baseball. So, I think there's nine SEC teams ranked in the top 25. Dang. Okay, I mean, let's be a baseball school. Yeah. Never mind. Let's do it. <laughs> let's be a baseball school. That's exciting. I, I, I'm excited for this uh, this this Tennessee uh, this Tennessee baseball season, and uh, hopefully it's exciting for more important issues as well. Um, a lot of good uh, good dudes over in that facility that have given us some great access and content. So hopefully that can continue this year. I know may be limited with uh, with COVID, but regardless, yeah, excited. So all right, jumbo uh, jumbotron, yeah, already into segments. Whew. Jumbotron. I feel like I'm breathing now, like getting out of talking about Tennessee athletics. <laughs> um, so feels good. Most used emojis. Most used emojis. Okay, so mine might be embarrassing. Um, let's see here. Pull that up. Okay, mine's the uh, told Lannon. So I text my girlfriend a lot, and so mine's the kissy heart. Oh okay, man, so a lot of I That's love yous. You send that to me sometimes too. I will. I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got a lot of those. So so that one. That one's number one. I have the the laughing crying emoji. That's my number one. Because that's usually what I say when I don't really want to respond. Right. So you send those to me often. <laughs> um, I use that instead of ha ha too. Yeah. I do. Like I don't or lol. Right. Yeah. I I use that. So. Right. Right. Uh, my second one is the the laughing crying face, but the, my new favorite one is the sideways. So it's not quite up on my top three, but it's getting there. The sideways crying. Let me see. Uh, this one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your new favorite? It's getting up there. Okay. It's not quite moved in that direction, but it's getting up there. Oh, look, it, it just got, since I typed it, it just became number three. So it was that close. Nice. It's not number three, though. My, my actual number three is the robot arm. The get big. Oh, okay. I use the robot arm. Okay. Yeah, so... So mine is the uh, the holy crap. There's news, but I'm not gonna say it. The eyes, you know, the oh, big eyes. Yeah, like the sideways eyes. That one. Like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number four for me. So yeah, I have that. Um, and then I think a lot of this, I think this next, this last one is from uh, the summer when Tennessee got all those recruits. So I have the star. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you were gonna go. Uh, I figured the orange might be on yours too. Yeah, well, it wasn't a burger, so it wasn't. <laughs> we weren't talking <laughs> nice. McDonald's. Um, it, it was it was a star. Okay, all right. Well, that's so, yeah, not, sad. I, I didn't have the to... the eggplant emoji, so that's good. <laughs> I don't send that very often. But... <laughs> very often, huh? Yeah. Okay, so some. <laughs> I have seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like the trash, the the guy throwing something was there a away. Guy throwing trash. Oh yeah. Yeah, I use that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. All right, stupidity is an epidemic. Oh god. <laughs> what you got? Hmm. I don't know if I have really anything. I don't know how many I have saved, so I might might need to go searching, but I I have plenty. I'm sure. Hmm. 
Oh, I do have one. Um, I'm not going to say who it is because I kind of like this guy. Um, <laughs> but he said, Clark Lee is about to have Vandy beating our asses if we don't get our stuff together. He's slaying the game right now. And I was like, what? I haven't heard any. And somebody asked, who did he get? And the guy said, he just making big moves. <laughs> okay, like. Just making big moves. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's it. It's that simple. Dang, I don't have any screenshotted from uh, this the last couple days. That, that's pretty shocking. Whatever. I've got a good one. Marlo Alter, I think is how you say his name. He's a writer for the Detroit Free Press. Nice. Um, he tweeted, or he, sorry, put out an article that said, Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions coach frontrunner, made controversial anti-gay remark in college. So he's going cancel. Trying to cancel him for something he said many, many years ago. Well, somebody did a little digging of Mr. Alter, Mr. Marlowe Alter, and his past is uh, quite bad, too. So this is when I'm a fan of cancel culture, when it cancels people trying to cancel. I mean, he said the the new F word several times, threw the N word around, Oh, and he is not a guy that most people would accept taking saying that. Hmm. <laughs> Tweeted it. And like not once, not twice, not even like song lyrics where he could claim, you know, that. Just, and then like not also not, and I'm not saying he, like either of those are, you know, like the song lyric thing is makes it okay. I'm just saying some people at least can try to use that as a defense. And then also again, not saying this is okay, but someone, some people are like, I mean, I just called my friend the F word. He was just like saying it. <laughs> like he wasn't even calling someone it really. Yikes. Yeah. So when, when you brought this what? up, it reminded me of the Dave Chappelle when he was talking about Kevin Hart being the host of the Oscars, and he's like, um, "Yeah, I mean, Kevin Kevin Hart's damn near perfect. You could say he's about three tweets away from being perfect." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Golly, yeah, I wish I had screenshotted you, all the. Ones you can't call somebody out for stuff no, that you've done. No. Like, come on. Be smarter, guys. Be smarter. Just like the director of player personnel. Like, what? You're calling me out? And this is what... You got fired for oh, what you he did? he didn't call you out. He DM'd you, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay. But, sti- right. but right. still. He didn't call you out. Though. Well, I understand he called upset. me. He called me out to myself. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't I didn't appreciate it. I accepted it. Be upset, that's fine. I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't want to get you in trouble. But what the... What the F? Are you kidding me? The other F. <laughs> yeah. Golly. That's perfect. All right. Any more stupidities? I did not do enough screenshots the other day. I'm very upset myself. Did not get enough of these. But trust me, guys. There's plenty. Just look <laughs> yeah. it up. Okay, you want me to read what he said? Oh, I've seen it, but if you want to read it to them, you can go for it. So to do, I will do an unnamed incredible favor for you in the future if you quit posting pictures of people in gloves. Compliance, not a fan. (laughs) I said, gotcha. Can't be seen giving player gloves. He said, LOL, unfortunately, no. I said, uh, I I just said, sorry about that. He said, you're good, man. But like, compliance on a fan? You think they're a fan of what you're doing? Obviously not. 
Apparently, gotcha. There was a lot of issues between them and Kaplan. So. <laughs> I guess he just didn't want another. I'm, I'm telling you, man. You something else. That I mean, if you, if you do anything about breaking laws, you don't break the petty laws when you're breaking the big ones. It's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, all the. Wear your seatbelt. Do not get pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt carrying a weed and a, weed and a gun. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. If you don't, Google it. Oh man, guys, that's all I got. We're Tennessee. We're in this together, okay? Check those life insurance policies for the heart attack you're gonna have this week. Um, where at this point it's a it's a point of pride that you've hung on this long. Yeah, it's like you're not proud that the Titanic sank, but you're proud you survived it. Yeah, this this is the this is the hard thing to do. The hard thing yeah. is to stick it out, just like the players. The easy thing is going to transfer. Do the hard way. Stick out with us, please. Um, but I'd, I'd really do appreciate the the players, some of the players kind of speaking up on social media and being like, you know, I, I signed to play at the University of Tennessee. Nothing's changed since yeah. then. Um, that's cool because it's like those are, the, those are the kids you want in Tennessee. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, for sure. For sure. Guys, that's all we got. Hopefully, Sunday, I'll be wearing the victory cap. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.